low. We look pretty good. Is that too yep. low for you or what? No, it's all right. Looks all right. Boosted and post. How are you? Good, thanks, Dave. How yeah. are you? Yeah, very well. Uh, this is our first post Good Beer Week chat. It is, yeah. It's a weird metric to have, but I guess that's <laughs> relevant though, yeah. Did you enjoy Good Beer Week? That loved was going to lead into my yeah, question. Yeah, I loved it. For, like, I didn't really plan that much, but all of a sudden I had something on every day, essentially. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I think the Wednesday and Thursday I had free, but uh, yeah, it's such a bit of a whirlwind. Like comes and goes so quickly and there's so much to do and any so many people to see. and Any highlights? Uh, the way that I structured my week, pretty much everything was a highlight, essentially. I didn't really do any events except for marquee sort of events. And then that was bookended by our live show yep. with Melissa at the Catfish, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Anyone that attended will understand how good that was. And if anyone who didn't attend was at the sumo event, uh, <laughs> that we'll talk about in the show, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The sumo event? Yeah. We'll talk about that? Surely. Oh, and the show that we recorded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was a ripper. Like, I had such a great time. You did a lasso rent event? Yeah, the m- Tuesday night, Monday night was our show. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was really great. Uh, yeah, Tuesday night was Paradise Alley hosting lasso rent in a undersea themed event, which was uh, seafood and lasso rent beers. And it w- I don't think we've talked about it. Or maybe we did drunk at Gabs and we both forget it. Yeah, mm. which oh. is quite possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, out, not in the sense of uh, the food and beer matchings hitting different areas within each course, which some matchings brilliantly do. Just the, out of the pure joy of having that kind of beer with that kind of food, it was the best like food pairing event that I've ever been to. Great. Yeah. So like it was oysters so fun. Things, oysters, uh, some like amazing like seafood broth with other beers and obviously the beers are super fun as well. Um, it was so enjoyable. It was really good. Great. Yeah. I do like oysters. Yeah. They're very, uh, they're very expensive these days. Are they? Well, I don't even know. Yeah. We used to get them pretty regularly. Like, no, most weekends if we're at the market we'd, we'd get a dozen. But now it's like 18, 20 bucks a dozen. Used to be twelve. Yeah, right. Used to be able to get rough. consistently twelve and twelve bucks a dozen oysters. Come on, mate. Yeah. They do at the market though now have little oyster bars set up at the Queen Vic market. That's with, good. Uh, like Worcestershire sauce and, yeah, I, like and I think lemon and lime, so you can buy some oysters and eat them there. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like oysters, but Steph loves oysters, okay. so um, I'm trying to push my oyster boundaries a little bit. Old uh, oyster eating Steph. Classic. Crazy yeah, for that's it. What I used to call her in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that was. That was great, and it was like a weird. It was a weird crowd. Like I don't know. It seemed to be a lot of people who are outside our bubble, but are familiar with La Serene. Yeah. Um, there was no one, no one that we knew was there. It was a pretty outside sort of thing. Mm. But I mean, Costa and Eva are so such great hosts, and that translated to their event as well. The other th- notable thing that I did was. Um, I went to View de Mon for the Stone and Wood Three Blue Ducks uh, event. Yep. Um, which was like staggeringly good. First of all, it was great to see the Stone and Wood crew uh, that we have been up in Byron and, mm. and hung out with and met uh, a lot of them for the first time. So it was great to see them and have a chat. Uh, stunning food. It was great. The only gripe that I've got with it is it was a more than five hour event. Yeah. And I was so, t- I was so done. I was looking <laughs> at the clock. If you're looking at the clock, yeah. you're done, I think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I yeah. was doing that at 10.20, yeah. and I didn't finish for another two hours. Oh, so a late, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a, late, a late long one. I feel like if you're starting at a dinner at 7, finishing after midnight is just, it's just tough. That's, yeah, that's too much. I also had a pretty, um, a new pup at home as well. So I was oh, no, time. yeah. How was the pup going? Great, great. He's a bit naughty. A bit okay. cheeky, but oh, um, that's what they do, right? That's exactly, yeah. But I mean, given the circumstances, that that's what they do. He's a good little boy. Um, you know, I, I, you have to. I mean, it is part of the festival now. But like, I just love Gabs. Yeah, Gabs is such a blast. Yeah, so much fun. I went on the last day and I was just done. 
I was out liquided. I couldn't really physically take any more liquid into my body, it felt like. Yeah, we were going to go um, the last day as well and we was just, nah. I guess you ended up eating. I had like a barbecue platter from Blue Bonnet Barbecue. Yeah. It's delicious. And then I think I had, I went to the Indian place, uh, Babu G. Yeah. And they had like there some There was some pretty like legit food. Like yeah, yeah. Best food offering for variety, I reckon, yeah, yeah. This, this year. So Gabs is in progress now in Sydney, if I'm not Yeah, mistaken. as we speak, yeah, I think cool. people are they're drinking. Yeah. Did you have any festival beers that stuck, that stuck out to you? No, not really. And I just, I just probably wasn't paying too much attention. Yeah, right. I reckon I spent a quarter of one session, like the wrong quarter of the wrong session um, on paddles. And I don't really recall anything that I um, had with any... Accuracy. Um, Lots of vanilla. It was a lot of vanilla. Oh god! I, 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 I had. Th- I bought a can of um, Moosey Juicy that I had at the time, but I didn't really remember anything about it. That's pretty fun. I had a small glass of it when I was on the panel with those guys, and I didn't really like it. I I like it because it sort of delivers on what it says, mm. but I mean, it doesn't hold a candle to any of the other juices. Yeah, though. yeah. It's not even close to the other ones. So. Maybe um, I'll try it in a can. I'll tell you what I enjoyed. Maybe the my favourite beer of the whole events. We've talked about it. The Unbarreled Imperial Stout from Hawkers this year. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, which you shouldn't because there's no reason to, but 2016, I don't think I had the stout in 2017, yeah. but the 2016 Imperial Stout might have been the first one they did. And my comment on that was... There's a space in that beer where a barrel characteristic is going to make that great, but it's lacking something mm. opposite for 2018. Okay. Unbarreled is phenomenal. It's only going to get diminished by barrel aging. Yeah, think. cool. But I'm precious with that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that being released? I don't know how they release those anymore. Is it going to be released as a packaged Barreled and non-barreled versions? No, I don't think so. But I just think it's worth noting that it's going to be a shame that they're going to put all that delicious <laughs> beer into a barrel. Um, it was phenomenal. I had that just after I had for the first time Bourbon, Bourbon County. County Stout, and I thought it was like, 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 considerably better. Wow, nice. Um, I enjoyed uh, BCS though. It's yeah, good. yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I. I thought Green Beacon's beers were really good. We spoke to them on the show. Yeah. And I, I, I only had that parfait. Okay, I went back a couple of times because we, we ended up sitting there for one of the, the Friday night session and or near there and I was just like, I'll just get an IPA. Well, I'll just get, you know, like, I was sitting there chatting because I wasn't really too fast about sure. trying crazy beers. I was like, well, I know it's really good. And it was. That's why they're the champion medium brewery, I guess. Yeah. I also got a um, flight of... Gin and whiskey Isn't that fun Yeah It was a slog in the end Oh was it Okay so I reckon I got mine Almost First thing of a session Yeah So, yeah. so you did the flight no, yeah, yeah Yeah Um, And it was fun Yeah But I, I get that Um, Yeah I think It was the first thing I did I don't know why That's the case But then you, I caught up with you Halfway through my journey Of going to get the freebies At the rest of the you got the stamp thing, if you recall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the flight came with a list of other stalls that were using their uh, spirits yep. as a wash rind for a cheese or in the uh, beer barrel or whatever, and you could fill that out. And then there was some pride. Oh, it was quite a nice little hamper, actually. Yeah, cool. Uh, obviously, I didn't win it, but um, it was good fun going to places that I, to be honest, probably wouldn't have gone to had it not been for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bridge Road being one of those. I mean, I'm only a big fan of Bridge Road, but I go up there every year, yeah, so yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go there during Gabs unless there's something pretty remarkable on. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good time. Gabs is great. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, should we move on from Good Beer Week and Gabs? Sure. Oh, sorry. No. One okay. thing must be said. Friends of the show, um, Scott and Renee at Wolf of the Willows, had my second favorite beer of the festival, and it was not a. Um, not their festival beer. Tom Collins Sour was pretty good. I like that. Yep. Um, but their uh, Brett Saison was so Ooh, I didn't good. Try that. Oh, it was so good. I, oh, it was good. 
Yeah, I didn't try that. Yeah, really fantastic. I have news about them. Should we move into that? Please. So, we... Well, it's news about us and them. Sure. So, we've teased this to I mean, our... I know um, all about it, but I mean, I'm so excited. We've teased this to their, to our Patreon people. Yep. Oh, we did until your NBN dropped out. How's that going, by the way? Oh, I'm now on the NBN. Ooh. Yeah, uh, is it, it came is back it yesterday. Worthwhile? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? It's better than what I had. Okay. Sure then, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Paying the same amount for a faster thing, so... Uh, because I've got like at my home my uh, cable internet yeah. performs very well. Yeah, you're, and you're gonna lose. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. So yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, yeah. um, so we for our next Patreon beer, uh, this won't be an exclusive to Patreons, but Patreons, depending on their levels, will get uh, freebies. So I think top level will be getting a dozen of this beer. Second will get six. Third will get two. It's pretty, pretty good. good deal. Yeah. Um, and it's, we're going to do... So it's already been brewed. It's in tank. In the tank. Dry hopped. I think he's going to dry hop it twice. Cool. Um, we'll leave that part to Scotty. He yeah, can, yeah. He he, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but it's a Brut IPA. Brut or Brut? I don't know brut. what it is. Brut. 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 Uh, yeah. brut. Whatever it is. Brut. Brut. If you're French. Yeah. Um, so basically, we've... We ch- chatted to Scott about the style of... Really light, fragrant, uh, no bitterness IPAs coming out of San Diego. Some good articles written about them um, around from the media there. A couple have been brewed in Australia already. Yeah, but I think Jade brewed one. I think Ross ba- at Bacchus yeah, brewed one yep. too. Yeah. Uh, we thought we were going to be first. So Yeah, whatever. we really did. But I promise you, ours will be the best. <laughs> <laughs> Having not tried the others. <laughs> no. Or that style ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we've used all, I think, New Zealand hops. In it, um, so what's going to happen is our, our patrons will get uh, free the free hit. We sh- we'll probably have a, an event that they can come along to, and then which um, we probably should figure out, eh? Yeah, and then there'll be um, it'll be launched like a normal beer, so you'll be able to get it at your local bottle shop. More importantly, our logo is going to be out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Equally as importantly to our Patreon, our patrons <laughs> being uh, recognised for their extremely valuable contributions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be out and about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Scotty was as excited about brewing this beer as we were, which is so fun for us that, um, yeah, it's, it's going to get out there. Um, also, buy their Woodsman Amber. Okay, do you like That's that? A, I don't think I tried it, but just okay. do it. New beer. I, li- I like the change in their cans. Yeah, to solid colours, those kind of what do you call them, Pantone kind of colours. Yeah, um, yeah. So, speaking of independent breweries, like we often are on this show, sure, do you like that? It's almost like what the show is sort of centred around. Um, the Independent Brewers Association launched their seal of independence uh, just before Good Beer Week. Yeah, the week before Good Beer Week, uh, and it's had some really good pickup. I was actually kind of. Interested to see a lot of breweries at Gabs already had it kind of incorporated yep. into their stands. Some brands for sure, as soon as it was launched, started to bust out their even like uh, crude mock-ups of yeah. what their art was going to look like. But the crudeness and speed of it just sort of speaks how its volumes to how welcome the change and the initiative is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a short list as well from the... IBA, they've sent me through a list of people that have really adopted it. Sure. Uh, I don't think this is all of them, but this is all kind of what they know of Inclusive so far. Inclusive around, go for uh, it. Cheeky Monkey, Burley Brewing, Stone of Wood, Bent Spoke, Bright, Hobart, Wheaty Brewing Core, and I just saw it on a new Stomping Ground can. Nice. Oh, yeah, I did see it myself, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, just while you mentioned Bright, mm. I don't know if there's going to be a release about it or if it's just a small thing for... Um, Festival season, but that barrel aged fainters double okay. was glorious. Nice. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's some big names like your Stone and Wood, your Bent Spoke, yep. Stomping Ground. Um, in terms of Getting volume, those, it, those sure. are up there. So There's and also a lot of packaged beer around there with the sealed with the seal on it. So yeah, uh, and then you know they're a good spread across the country, and, and I think people that we know and respect, like Hobart and the Wheaty, Cheeky Monkey, I really like what I've had of theirs. Um, so yeah, and obviously bright like yeah. they're all they're all you will see they're all people. yeah absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. I guess it's cool to see how f- quickly it's been adopted. And yeah. So talked about that. Talked about that. Oh, uh, so oh yeah, this is an uh, exciting piece. Getting advanced copies of my book, keg bottle can. Sorting out a launch party, and and I think our patrons will probably get a a sneaky gift in the mail once I get all all my copies. And uh, yeah, please buy it if please you're out there it. on the streets. Make makes perfect gifts. I have been privy to how the structure of the book is going to unfold, and it's going to be. It's going to be good. Yeah. So, definitely worth worth getting. Um, that's all the news I have. Oh, yeah? I think so. Do you have anything? Uh, what does the internet mean? Oh, my internet was down. Oh, okay. I was going to apologize. Oh, I covered that, did I? Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to apologize to our Patreons for, for again, not... It's been a, such a disruptive couple of months for me that I our newsletter out of our, out of our Patreons... Are they Patreons or Patrons? I don't know. Uh, I think it's Patrons. Yeah. I say Patreons. Sure. You say Tomato. I, say, I reckon Matreons, because they're our mates too. Yeah, but that sounds like a matron. Sure. And it, it does. conjures up like that horrible cliche or stereotype of the, the frumpy matron yelling at the boarding school kids. All right. I mean... Boy. Probably works book, for boy. a bulk of our, bulk of our uh, matrons. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was going to say. What are we talking about? Uh, Patreons. I don't know. All right. Should we... Lost that altogether. Yeah. Chuck to our interview. I was going to say, they probably will have experienced some NBN pain themselves. Yeah. They would uh, sympathise, surely. Um, Um, What beer did you have? I had the Stonewood Garden Ale. Oh, we're sitting in Captain Melville. Yeah. Which is my first time to this venue here in Melbourne. Sure. It's not where I thought it was. What did you think it was? I just thought it was in the city somewhere. Oh, okay. It's just, oh, it is in the city. It but is it's in the city. It's Franklin Street. But, but it's, it's definitely the uh, northern extremity of the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not quite the CBD, between the CBD and the Vic Market. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool. Nice nice old pub. Good tap yeah, list. Yeah, I've been here a few times. Um I used to work in the building next door, so before it was Captain Melville's, when it was Miss Libertine's, I used to be here a lot. Uh, and that's when my love affair of James Bogue's lager probably started. Right, that was the primary, uh, yeah, yeah. primary swill in this place. Um, no, it's a fun kind of old-fashioned pub layout, yep. but very, very modern, looks cool. Uh, had a look at some of the food, looks good. There's a cocktail bar upstairs, which is... Which is apparently pretty fun. Yeah, it's good. A good cocktail bar, Lock and Key. It's called. Um, also, that day that we went looking for the prequel. Yes. This is where I came along to have a prequel that day. So, yeah. Okay. Um, pretty good beer. I mean, like, what do they have? About a dozen taps there. Everything's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. Can't go wrong. So, yeah, Stonewood Garden Ale. Yummy. You having the Hawker's, Hawker's pills, pills, which is really ah. Uh, I really had a tough time getting here, so yeah, it really yeah. went down a treat. Yeah, pint of pills. Exactly. Public transport, right? Yeah. Who needs it? Bloody hell! Shall we just throw to our chat before we offend anyone else? Yes. Uh, so we've got Grant good one. from Modus. Uh, I've been a big fan of their beers for a lot, I for a while lately. We were going to talk about Sonic Prayer too much. It turns out we just pushed it a little bit. <laughs> Did we? I don't remember. We took we we brought it up because we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, right. It's pretty evident. I'm pretty sure <laughs> if you listen to it. Yeah. All right, let's do that and then we'll come back with some, some recommendations. Rex? I didn't yeah. even put a single thought into this, so well, all right, I'll do it. Keep right, thinking. Right now. Okay. Say your last name, Weirin. I've it's I've been called everything under the sun. So Weirin, Weirin, Weirin. Okay, Weirin is how I pronounce Weirin, it. Weirin, yeah, that's what I thought. It's always good what, to check. What are, you, what are you wearing without the G? I'm. Uh, let's just call that the start of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the little Thanks, peek Luke. behind the curtain for their fans. We've got Grant. Oh, hey, Dave. By the way, how are you doing? Good. We've got Grant from Modus Operandi. 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 Either or. Hmm. We're not fussy. Yeah. Cool. Weirin we didn't. G, yeah. We didn't yeah. do too well in English. <laughs> oh, thanks Very well, very well Thanks for having me guys oh, Thank pleasure. you very much Welcome to Good Beer Week Thank you um, Sunny Melbourne Yeah, it's, we've been kicked outside Because they're setting up an event for later on And it's a little bit cold out here It's not too We're bad We're big though. boys, we can handle it Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I um, I'm not wearing a jacket, and I've kind of like in that moment of do I need a jacket for winter or do I just regret your jacket's in front of you? It's yeah, in, exactly. It's in, yeah. It's in yeah, a pot yeah, glass. True. Yeah, it's you know. It's, I don't want to pretend it's winter just yet. I'm not willing to, to give Mate, up. Mate, good beer week. You've got to go unders. Yeah. Yeah, come Gabs, I'll be rocking a jacket, no doubt. How's Modus going? Modus is very, very well. We're uh, really happy with, you know, where we're at, what we're doing, uh, the, the, you know, the beers we're pushing out, and uh, just in general, you know, people's acceptance of what we're about and, and how we're doing. So we're, we're pretty stoked. Hmm. The um, Sonic Prayer is probably the one that we want to talk about off the, the Sonic. Top. Yeah. Because I think that's our favourite of yours, Dave, is it? Oh, it's up there, yeah. Um, certainly regularly available, for mm. sure. And anyone who listens to us with any regularity. What do you like about it? Clean. It's clean and good. Clean it's and good, yeah. So there's clean and good. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Hey, Prof. <laughs> we, we got ribbed on by the Bruce News team for saying delicious too much. So now we're doing it a lot. Uh, so now we yeah. so do it more. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. I'm going to edit this out yeah. so Prof doesn't know that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, Prof. I think <laughs> I think we both have a problem with sticky, malty IPAs. High residual sugar, yeah, mm. finishing exactly. too high. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's the little spot that Sonic hits that uh, pleases both of us. Good pickup, guys. Is that? Yeah, can you, I guess, tell us, because form attendance obviously the, the big one for you guys. Uh, well, big in terms of ABV, I yeah. guess. But and I think when you when you launched, it was sort of the winner of the, was it Best Beer in Australia, or was that the champion? Um, I think it took it's out. Showing my research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Best Beer or something. Champion Aussie Craft Beer at yeah. the uh, inaugural CBIA Awards. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a red IPA, very different style, very different beer to Sonic. Um, but... Yeah, they are very, very extremely different beers, uh, mm. even though they've got IPA in the name. So, mm. yeah, always happy to talk about Sonic. Yeah. Um, well th- and then you're sort of moving into some of the hazier stuff now. We have. Um, what's the, the 420-inspired one? Or the... The Dreamweaver? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, released on 420. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at 420, I believe. Was it? Yeah, right. I hope so. Layers, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you... I guess, I guess, you know, those three different styles of, of IPA, which... I think have varying levels of, of coming in and out of trends. Yeah. Where do you see that going? Do you think people are going to stick stick with the hazy stuff and that's or do you think there's always going to be a market for a red? Oh, it's funny. Um, I, I, I don't know. I have no crystal ball in terms of that, but I was at CBC a couple of weeks ago and they put a, a vote to 15,000 attendees or I might be wrong, maybe it was less than that, but... They said, are you into hazy, cloudy, hoppy beers? And half said yes, half said no. So that's the biggest craft market in the world, the States. I think um, that that kind of that kind of result would probably hold in Australia as well. Um, you know, some of the purists definitely don't like it. Um, some do. Uh, I, I don't know. And we, we sort of heard from Charlie and some of the legends of the industry back then. Um, and innovative stuff like brewing of fruit um you know changing the yeast up introducing haze to the beer um and and almost ridding beer of bitterness was you know it's kind of seen as modern day um innovation and those guys were renowned for innovation they're now lauded for it um i yeah i don't i don't i don't have a have a problem with it um i think innovation is a good thing how do they how you find them in the marketplace once they they hit you know production or hit sorry uh, fr- fridges and things like that Are you sort of happy with how they how they move and how they sit there oh absolutely yeah um, our our limited release beers sell extremely well we're very proud of that uh, they move fast and we don't try and push it too much in terms of the volume of beer we make um, you know our limited release program is a is a big one but uh, in terms of volume however it's it's not it's not everything that Modus is. Uh, so, you know, we're we're happy doing sort of half a dozen limited releases a year, making them available in can, keg, sort of nationally. And uh, yeah, we've we've we think that's not saturating the market, you know, without doing something sort of too regularly, um, but also um, allows us time to recover as a brewery in terms of production. Um, yeah, we've we've. Yeah, we're pretty I reckon constrained. That, um, that probable half the market uh, or the buying market that 
enjoy the hazy style beers. There's enough of them that are buying them enough because I think last night was the first time that I'd ever had a hazy beer that had probably not aged very well or it had that sort of caramelly flavour. Mm. And I was like, mm. I've probably never not had a fresh one. So mm. that's probably working all right for most people that are trying to produce them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but that saturation point's a tricky one. I think you've got to um, be honest with your customers as well when you're producing them. Um, you know, you, you, you can't hide behind... Um, I don't think you can consciously hide behind best before dates, you know, if you're producing a beer like that, that you know ages quickly. Um, you need to be upfront with your customer, print the packed on date, um, tell them to drink it quickly uh, and, and go along a bit of an education journey with them as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think most guys seem to be doing that, which is, which is great for the beer as a style. Do you have that packed on date for all your beers? Absolutely. Yeah, cool. That's the way to do it. I think the last Sonic Prayer I had was just over two months. Yep. It's still tasting fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. And that's cool. Like, because I mean, both of us do this if we go into a shop. Beer's expensive these days, so mm. I'm going to check who has got yeah. the freshest beer. Yeah, I pretty beer. much are buying the freshest thing I can find rather yeah. than knowing what I'm even looking so, for. So, knowing honest. like yeah. two months is, yeah, fine. I, I, you know, you can trust a brewery like yeah. that's doing things right that two months is going to be well yeah. within that, that it, space. It, it, you know, depends on a variety of factors, but, you know, we have the in insurance blanket, I like to call it, of, you know, constant cold storage. We require that. We ship cold. We transport cold, um, as other breweries do. Um, but we're pretty fastidious about it and have been since day one. Packed on date also helps us. Um, not just doesn't hinder sales in any way. It actually, we find it a benefit. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, just... Just being upfront with your customer, mm. yeah, about what you're what you're producing and and investing in the right setup and equipment that enables you to produce beers, you know, with low DOs, high shelf life, as long as they're stored correctly. How much are you measuring things like DO? All the time. Awesome. Yep. Hot side, cold side of the brewery, uh, cold side of the can, everywhere. Cool. Yeah. We're absolutely obsessed with DOs. Actually. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting, like. Five years ago, you weren't really hearing brewers talk about DO as much as they are now, um, particularly small breweries, kind yeah. of. It probably takes f f sort of five years-ish of um, fluctuation to to clarify how important it is mm. for consistency. How big is the brewery now? Small. <laughs> Hectolitres? <laughs> uh, so we're still running a 12-hec brew house, um, and, but we're working that pretty hard. Uh, so, you know sometimes four brews a day uh, as much as we can um, five and a half six days a week split shifts so yeah we're really pushing it mm. um, as much as we can and the benefit of having that smaller brew house there are a lot of disadvantages to that um, but it means fresh beer constantly mm. rotating so um, that's a good point of difference for us uh, and yeah it also means you know, for better or worse, for better, I think, we employ more people and we train more people and we um, push that talent through the, um, you know, th through modus and, and ingrain it in more people uh, mm. because we're not as uh, efficient from a from a brew house point of view as other brewers. It requires more hands on deck, but we're okay with that. Mm. So is that... You always want your brewery to be seen as, I guess, a, a solid employer that's putting people through training? Is that how oh, it's, Im it's important for us and it's a definitive factor. Mm. Um, you know, so we we employ, uh, you know, nearly nearly six brewers um, and the DNA we've got as a result of that um, is huge. Uh, whereas, you know, you could have a, a brewery on a 50-heck system producing, you know, with one brewer producing the beer that we do mm. um and there's there's very little dna in that yeah how did you get to be how did you start modus uh, a, a, a healthy um taste for the good stuff <laughs> is is one way um but i'd done a variety of things i'd been um an academic prior to that i was in bottle shops for a while um i'd had my had, had my shift as a desk jockey in the city and didn't really take to it or love it that much so it was 
always sprung from an idea and I was an avid home brewer since I was sort of 14, mm. um, just not a very good one. And I think, uh, you know, recognising that and bringing in um, the right guys who are good brewers professionally, uh, not home brewers trying to upscale, was, was a really good decision for us. Um, yeah, but Modus has started by Jazz, my wife and I, and uh, we've sort of been on this journey for about five years now. Happy that you've taken the step? Bloody oath. Good. I like what I do. <laughs> Get to hang out with you guys in, in drink beer and uh, <laughs> stick a great big microphone in your face. Yeah. Living the dream, right? Yeah. yeah. The dream. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure when you were 14 home brewing, you were just picturing this moment. This, this is what you wanted. I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> this is probably what would come of it. Um, I've, I think when you give beer away for free, people always tell you it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my homebrew was not very good and, yeah, thankfully one of the best decisions we ever made was was for me not to brew at Modus. Um, and, yeah, really, really glad we, we took that. Um, and, you know, here we are today. We've, we've had a pretty pretty cool ride actually hmm. yeah with what, with what we've done what we've achieved we've always liked to innovate push boundaries brew really like brew the best beers we we we, we can and uh yeah i think we've really shown each other and and a company you know we've gone from four to you know near 30 employees now um that we're we're trying to do that as best we can started with the cannibals yeah uh, it was kind tinnies. of a, yeah, a big point of difference for you guys sort of early on. Um, this, you know, upstart brewery winning champion beer and they're doing cannibals. Do you think that helped doing a, something slightly different? Sure. Um, we, we always like to look at how things are done and see if you can change it or do it better. Um, so growlers and squealers were obviously huge at the time. I think the biggest... <laughs> mistake we ever made was introducing growlers and squealers and not backing ourselves completely with the cannibal um we got to a point there before we introduced canned beers we were out selling in terms of volume 10 to 1 in cannibals over growlers and squealers so we could have could have easily you know never taken that up i mean you know growlers and squealers absolutely serve a purpose at the time um but in hindsight we probably could have just just done the cannibal. Why do you think that is? Because, I mean, I am 100% more likely to go to my local brewery mm. that do, do cannibals, mm. not take my growler mm. and know that I'm going to get yeah. two cannibals. Probably the same beer. How many growlers do you own? Oh, fuck, too many. Oh, unless Emma threw them out. She was doing a big clean out. She was like, do you need yeah. these? And the answer was no. Yeah, yeah but I think there's still somewhere, maybe 10. We, we counted the number of growlers I had from other breweries. Um, which we had to chuck out. Jazz finally <laughs> drew the line, and uh, yeah, I had twenty-eight growlers. Wow! And it was—it's because you forget them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You go to a brewery and and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't bring my growler, and they sting you the ten bucks to buy another one or whatever it is, and mm. you just end up collecting them. I mm. think it puts the um, it puts the onus back on the punter who might not even be expecting to buy some takeaway beer, let alone schlep around an empty vessel for yeah. a while. Um, and then after a couple of beers on site, maybe going, this is a good idea to get some takeaways perhaps. Also, it's a heavy yeah, as it schlep. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a heavy proposition. One and also, can, big cans are great. Yeah, everyone loves <laughs> big cans, right? <laughs> One of the things we found with high ABV beers, which we were... Um, pretty heavy on from the start was um you know two liters might have been too much for people so yes there was the squealer there uh but the cannibal ju just worked in terms of a standard number of drinks that people were willing to share or have in a session versus mm. two liters which for an eight percent beer might have been pushing it mm. um so yeah the just the, the vessel sizes as well had an advantage. Has that been a challenge or a factor for you um, just with your regular packaged product? Because you've got the, what is it, the four, what's, what are the volumes? Yeah, so we run, we, we run, it's similar maths. Um, we run much like anyone else, but we just squeeze it all into a 500 mil can, sure. but we run a four pack, which is similar maths to a six by 375. Um, cases are 16. I mean, we, you know, we, I'm often asked that question. Uh, but we've never set out to play the price point game. So we 
our beers are back-ended in that we work out the recipe we want to brew and and the taste profile that we're after and we brew a beer accordingly and and um charge a, a a price on the back of that rather than hitting a price point and working back to that recipe and making sacrifices on ingredients so um doing the 500 mil cans for us was was i think a great move um i don't think it's held us back at all yeah i've heard the argument that the bigger format bottles or cans with higher abv or even just um more aggressive Price flavor point. profile things is a problem for punters but i don't think i've had any like real evidence that supports that you've worked a bit in um that retail sort of factor. yeah i think it's hard to say i think because there's kind of two segments of the market the people that are coming in and just wanting whatever lager or whatever pale and they're still, you know, they still give a shit about the beer, but it's going to be the the six pack closest to the twenty dollar mark. Or there's people doing the mix six, and I think sooner people doing mix sixes. Walking around Melbourne today, it's even lower than twenty bucks for the six pack. Oh really? Where are yeah, you shopping? Jeez, <laughs> tight down here. Yeah, right. Well, I think. Yeah, right. I think Moondog come in at like seventeen. They're probably the cheapest of the craft, and that's around the, what I've seen. I reckon. Yeah, um, and then Colonials, the the twenty dollar. Um, which you know it, it does serve that purpose, but yeah, it's the, the mixed six people. All bets are off in terms of price. I don't sure. think people are really even considering that. But I, I don't know what's going through people's minds. Look, for us and the, the the beers that we produce that we're known for and the dry hopping regimes we do, um, we, we were never started or intended to get there on price like that. You know, you'll never see a twenty sixteen buck four pack of Modus just won't happen. Um, so. Do you think there's a, a risk in that? Because we're seeing, as we said, Moondog and then Kaiju, um, two birds coming out with the lager. People are going for that. Clearly aiming for that, you know, that six-pack market. Mm. Do you think you guys could be risk of being shut out of that market or you're okay being shut out of that market? Oh, we're okay. Cool. We're quite confident in that. Um, if if we ever get called a... a we, we don't play in the gateway space, you know, to use yep. industry sure. talk. Um and because there's guys that do it bigger, more efficiently, and and better than we ever will, so mm. let them do it. Um, you know, go for that sixteen bucks, and good luck. If 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 everyone's happy and fed along the way, I applaud you for it. Mm. Um, but that's not Modus's bag. Cool. Um, tell us about the porter. Oh, we, this isn't the porter. This, this is, is the a stout. Sorry. Stout, yeah. Was this a good beer week special beer? Yeah. So we brewed this. Um, and sold it, uh, sold it exclusively in Vic for Good Beer Week. Uh, we're one of the uh, the, the um, sponsored breweries, I guess, um, of, of Good Beer Week. So, yeah, we decided to brew a beer that was what we put our heads together as very Melbourne. Um, you know, big on flavour, uh, dry, not sw- not sweet, um, mm-hmm. which. Accurate to Melbourne people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about the beer. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, ton of vanilla, um, ton of coffee. With uh, we, we collaborated with Axel Coffee Roasters down in Melbourne here, um, who I had one of their coffees for the first time yesterday with uh, Sharpie, our rep down here, and uh, I was extremely impressed. Uh, nice. The, the cold drip stuff we made to... Um, Make this beer was also bought on. Awesome. So, yeah. Big shout out to those guys. They, they Where are they? They're in... Hawthorne. Hawthorne, yeah. Don't ask me suburbs. Yeah. Down <laughs> here, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's when Kaiser went. Unless you got a, unless we you got a compass. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's... What is, what's the numbers on it? About eight-ish? Is that right? No. It's no? In sixes. Sixes? I don't know what I saw then. Um, but, yeah, nice and dry enough um, to not... I'm glad that you said it tasted eight. What's the, I guess, the reasoning or, or like, are you... Getting involved with Good Beer Week here in, in Melbourne, being a Sydney brewery, um, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are looking to sort of make more presence in Melbourne. Oh, so there's no no secrets there. Uh, we have finally hired a a, a, a rep in Melbourne, um, and there's been a hell of a lot of demand for our beers down here because um, it's a very sophisticated drinking market, and we haven't been able to service it correctly for a for a long time, and that's for a number of reasons. Um, but we finally found the right guy that can help rep us down here and he gave me a hat the other day so he's on the right yeah yeah Yeah. i've been wearing it every day and i decided not to wear it today because it's like (laughs) a little bit (laughs) bit on the nose yeah right yeah so he's you know sharpie's doing a great job um we're 
we're very happy to have presence on the ground here and uh, you know we are really sort of only just discovering what Melbourne can do for a brand like Modus because uh, we've had uh, we're, yeah we're, we're quite happy with with how Melbourne's going mm. um, yeah so it's just part of the natural build out of Modus as as, as we go we, we 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 bite stuff off when we're hungry and we can afford it mm. um, we yeah don't really bet the farm on on things we grow slowly Tell me about your tap room. What do you sell over the bar? What's the biggest seller for you guys? Well, Modus Pale is the, the biggest seller. There's, um, in terms of volume, mm. literage, uh, yeah, I think the technical term of how much we go through is shitloads. Um, that's a very... <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a one above crap load. <laughs> <laughs> we, so that's our most popular seller. But uh, what, rather than like the volumes that go through our tap room, one of the great things has been the shift as we've gone from a brewery. We started with a... Um, a beer that shall rename, uh, remain nameless for the moment. Um, brewery boys, if you're listening, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I won't mention it. But it was our either our number one or number two seller for many years uh, on the basis of its approachability and its gateway status. Mm. Um, that's now to the point, really, as a brewery where we could flick it. It's number six or, yeah, right. or, or five in terms of volume sold. Um, so we've really helped the local market or tried to educate the local market on what beers are what what beer can be and uh we're seeing our limited releases be the number one selling beer people lining up to to grab their limited allocation of them out of the tap room yeah cool um and yeah we're really proud about that because the northern beaches was a it's a it was a bit of a of a backwater for pr- like really progressive craft beer mm. um so yeah we're, we're happy to see that develop and evolve what's the demographic around there because I, I really don't know sydney at all so uh, all i know is that you take the l90 up to get there right you take the l90 you yeah. can have you been there we, Dave? no i just love that beer we did oh jam, that's we right that years ago the yeah. The l90. yeah yeah uh, that was just after you got back from San Diego, yeah, so you were fanging for a really big ipa yeah we did the l90 with uh Lots shitloads of Amarillo and uh, mango, and yeah, we wanted to do a beer that if you just had one, you're on the L90 on the way home. So <laughs> uh, that was the idea behind that one. Um, there's only one bus that runs north and south from the beaches, so yeah, the demographic is, um, you know, 25 to retirees. It's a very broad demographic, um, a sophisticated customer in terms of knowing what they want a lot of the time. Um, and then there's also a, a demographic which we probably don't even touch, which is um, very brand loyal to big brands, mm. and uh, they're happy chugging that, and they they'll have twelve of them and be very happy, and they probably won't ever step foot in Modus, but we're cool with that. They're the hardest to convert, right? They they hate beer. Converted, <laughs> converted a few of them up okay, there. Good. Yeah, um, I think we've yeah we've done a a fair bit of work on that. But That's pretty good without yeah. like a gateway around that's probably um mm. like you're not not playing in that space but it makes it more of a challenge to convert some people but i guess having excellent quality beer mm. is a good way of going about it yeah we opened with three ipas pale ale two saisons beers that people had never heard of <laughs> yeah, and yeah we were always going to run our own race with that um and yeah it's it's paid off mm. uh, we still do have that gateway beer on tap but that's more to appease a few locals that would probably burn the place down if we <laughs> took it off so yeah so the tap room's cool it it you know it it's our home ground it means a lot to us it'll always be there um and it's a bit of a broom closet now in terms of space trying mm. to balance production demands and uh you know the the innovation piece that we always like to run um so yeah it's a it's it's a constant challenge um but yeah, watch this space. So you're pretty happy with con- uh, controlled growth and doing what you can with a smaller system, but how long until it becomes necessary to change that? Uh, I guess you'd watch this space, so I think it's yeah, uh, well, under yeah, planning, yeah. right? I think I'd, I think I'd drop that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we need a, a, a larger space to do everything that we, we want to do. Um, yeah, and just and meet the demands of the public. Like there are there are... There is business we literally have to refuse and cannot take on um, because we cannot supply and, and live up to our end of the uh, agreement on that. So, yeah, a, a bigger space would be nice. 
when when are we going to have a proper answer on that? <laughs> that is a proper answer. That is uh, a proper answer. Sorry for the listener. He's got a big smile on his face. Right. <laughs> Leave it, but we'll come back to you later. <laughs> uh, CBC. Yes. What did you notice other than the, the hazy IPA debate? That, you know, that, that seems to be such a huge... It's becoming mecca for Is it for a bigger brewers. conversation than the actual... What did you... Yeah, what did you find out about it? About the hazy thing or the or CBC? Just, I guess how things oh, okay. were progressing in the States versus how they are. And, and I think in the States they're just going through a... a a normalisation uh, where, you know, industry growth rates where even if you're, um, you know, lazy, not particularly good at what you do, you can still experience double-digit growth rates. That Those days are over. Mm. Um, so so for now in the States, it's, um, you know, the, the guys that are good at what they do are still going very well. Um, but the, the guys that have dropped the ball on quality or whatever else it may be or they've saturated their own markets and, and don't have far to go, um, they're, they're hurting. Mm. Um, and I think one of the, the most interesting things I learnt from the States is if you break it all down into um, price categories, uh, you know, we're talking about $17 six-packs, if you break it down into the price categories, it was the bottom three price categories that were experiencing all the volume and value declines in mm. the industry. They were the ones hurting most. Um, so there are breweries there that have gone big. You know, you saw it with Green Flash. Um, gone big uh, for whatever reason. Um, your listeners will probably be aware. They've mm. uh, overcapitalized in some way and um, not having, not being able to fulfill that, the, that capacity and uh, have hit tough times, uh, whereas there are other breweries of that size or bigger that are still experiencing good growth. Mm. Um, so people playing the price point game, one thing I learned from the States is that uh, it's a it's a absolute race to the bottom because um, they're the ones experiencing the pain now and all the growth in the market was um, in the innovative space at the at the higher end. You know, you don't necessarily brew it year round, but you, you brew it, you innovate, you add cool stuff to it. The customer pays an extra couple of bucks for a six pack and they're happy. Mm. Uh, that was where all the growth was. So is that um, solidified your in your mind where you guys sit then? Uh, it was a small 30 second tap on the shoulder and then get on with what we've got to do. Mm. Yeah. Where do you see the Australian market then moving? Is it going to go the same way or we're still too early to... No, I think there's, there's plenty of guys that have already made their intentions clear about fighting tooth and nail about list price on the shelf and, and getting that price point down, um, that that won't go anywhere uh, anytime soon. But only the, the biggest and the toughest survive in that market and in that environment. Um, but I think um, we can't lose sight for all the small brewers and, and the guys that are happy to innovate. We can't lose sight of the fact that there is, uh, there is growth and... Uh, reward for for doing new things, uh, and the drinkers rewarding that. How's Sydney going um, in terms of awesome? <coughs> yeah, yeah. It seems to be a big explosion, and for us, it's so hard to keep track of Melbourne. Sure, let alone Sydney. What are you seeing, and what are you liking up there? Sydney's a Sydney's a funny one. Um, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of brand awareness for local breweries, um, and you as a local brewer, you, you benefit on that. Um, they're and then a little bit like Melbourne is to some interstate breweries. It's hard to crack for an interstate brewer. Uh, but by and large, Sydney's you know a pretty stable, predictable market. Um, that you know is, is there's a great uh, there's not the on-premise presence in Sydney that there is in Melbourne in terms of number of venues. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you ever looked at the keg pack split between Sydney versus Melbourne I'm, I'm, there'd be some minor differences despite the, the markets roughly being the same size um, so I think yeah Sydney's you sort of just got to adapt in in Sydney and not necessarily play the same race that you do there as you, you would in in Melbourne for example um, and we see the same in Queensland as well very a, a different strategy works you just can't apply the same one for every market. I remember <coughs> it was Mornington Peninsula saying when they launched cans in Queensland that was just so huge for them because that market is so different 
in terms of they needed they wanted the can pale ale and yeah um, you know it sold well here but they said for Queensland it was massive sure um, yeah I think there's there's uh, there's a line between which market wants which beer um, so you know the beer for Queensland is not necessarily the beer for Melbourne um, so you know that's why we've done the vanilla mocha stout here which is Melbourne only and I'm not saying that's just right for Melbourne and we've nailed it you know we've, we've just taken a conscious decision that was production and demand driven that said we'll do a beer that we think the Melbourne market will appreciate and uh, we'll come back and repay the other states later so there's going to be a Queensland beer eventually uh, it depends if Scotty Hayden's listening okay <laughs> he's our Queensland rep right <laughs> um, so last night was your first event You've only got a couple, is that right? Uh, yeah, I think we've got a few. We we did a sumo event last night here at the Rainbow where we got punters to trudge out on a cold Monday night, don a sumo suit and uh, wrestle each other for beer and merch and it was just a really bloody fun event. Um, <laughs> you know, we had... It was very busy here last night. Uh, the, the atmosphere was awesome. We had um, various... Sumos of various levels mm-hmm. of sumoing capability and uh it was pretty fun to watch what was the top level of expertise that showed up there was i don't know there was a there was a guy that just led with his head <laughs> and uh did you have to, did he have to get whistled off no point? no he, he did manage to calm it down but okay he, yeah we were we were very close by <laughs> but it was good fun yeah, it's it an was, off-putting tactic to was, anyone uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Down, I think. <laughs> he didn't win okay uh, but we no we had a lot of fun um and that's what some of this good beer week stuff is, you know. Just entertain the punter, you know. Get them drinking your beer. Not only that, but also just having a bit of fun. I think as the beer industry gets more competitive, there's a lot, um, uh, you know, there's a lot more pressure on on people that work within the industry. And I think good beer week's a great week to remember that we all work together in a really cool collaborative industry uh unlike a lot of other industries which um make make the wheels turn in this country and we should be proud about it and come together and have a lot of fun and i think good beer week itself has done an awesome job of you know making that happen um before we wrap up anything mm. you want to add jeez i don't know give me some give me some hints no uh, it's up to you this, uh, this is your chance to push I, oh look i think you know Keep drinking great beers. You've got an awesome beer scene down here. We like to. We're we're really proud to be a small part of of um, helping that. Uh, you want big hoppy beers that don't hold back? Then drink Modus and look on the bottom of the can and demand that you drink a packed on date beer. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate Thank it. you guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. How are you? I'm What'd you get? Good. Uh, I've got a fixation IPA. Sure. I was just saying to you last night uh, that that last night I was had a fridge full of lager and a couple of sour saisons from yep. Stomping Ground, which is a new beer that I think you're going to get at the brewery at the moment in cans. Um, That's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have any IPAs and I was like really just dying for a clean... Tasty IPA. Uh, anyway, what did you get? You got the Schwartz beer. The Schwartz beer from uh, Stone and Wood. Delicious. In a, in a, in a dimpled handle, handle glass. I yeah. love the dimpled handles. That was one of the staples of this place back in the day. It slanged a bit of a Bogue's draft out of the handles. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see they've carried over with the new management. It's just fun drinking out of handle. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know that they're not... Amazing glasses. Technically, people will say you're not going to get your full experience, but the experience is in. I reckon the experience is in using a handle to lift some mead to your gullet. Yeah, there's the, there is a thing I've been thinking about. I don't really know how. If that. you could like, if you could dispense it by taking an axe out of a barrel and holding the handle underneath it and then putting the axe <laughs> back in, that would complete the experience. But it's like it's that sort of experience that makes it fun, though. Yeah. So speaking of that. I went to Mjolnir for Good Beer Week. Oh, yeah. Speaking of axes um, in battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, it's like the Viking-y restaurant here in Melbourne. Look, if I'm brutally honest, I didn't love the food. Yeah. But I 
get the feeling it's going to hit a very profitable niche, though. Yeah, no? yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. are going to love it. Um, and the like the the food is cooked really well. Like one gripe, I've got my my big gripe. They bought out like a sticky slab of short rib beef. Yep, amazing. Way too much meat for yep. one person. Amazing though. And it was had Brussels sprouts. Could have done with more Brussels sprouts, less meat. Sure. They bought out spuds for the tables to share. Yeah. They looked like they were roast spuds. They were not. What they does that mean? Just boiled. Like, oh, weird. With, with flavour. Sure, but like, yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, I just wanted a roast spud. If you're going to have heavy meat, a roast spud's like oh. a perfect companion. Yeah, for yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of drinking out of uh, horns. Yep. It was quite a technique to drinking out of a horn. Sure. I watched a guy at the bar failing his technique horribly. Keen listeners back in the day will know that we uh, we got our own mead horns. Mm. And that ended up not being worth the trouble, if you ask me. Yeah. 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 Th- these are the exact same. Yeah. Um, oh, of course they are. Yeah. They also have an axe, a bespoke axe made for them. That's what does a, that mean? A whiskey decanter. Oh, okay. So it's Thor's hammer. Okay. But it's, it's got... That's what Mjolnir is, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not an axe, uh, it's a hammer. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, sorry, okay. sorry, hammer. Is that what got stolen recently? Yeah, it got yeah, stolen okay. recently. They, they, and the yeah, yeah. recently got it back, yeah. The blokes would have seen their, their photos. They had just photos of the blokes. And oh, you could, and they were clear as day, yeah. You could tell that they were, like, guys on a footy trip or something like that. Older than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've got to watch out for those old fucking... Anyway... Guy handed it in somewhat sheepishly to. Apparently, they've got the same kind of thing in Sydney, same bar, same mm. axe, similar. Oh, sorry, oh I see. Right, yeah. Um, and that's been stolen twice as well. I feel like they should learn a lesson. <laughs> Don't put it somewhere it can be stolen. Fair call. Fair call. Uh, anyway, so what gets decanted in it? The house whiskey or uh, it's Bel? Yeah, Belvini. Belvini. Is that how you say it? I don't know. It's the first time I've ever heard it. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, so they made it uh, sort of in conjunction with them. Could a recommendation for me? Recommendation? What do you want to hear? Let's go beer and then we can finish off All on right. beer. Uh, I might have had it before this, but it was definitely re-familiarised during the first Good Beer Week event that I attended, which was the Southeast Beer Fest, which mm. was awesome, by the way. I should have mentioned that at the top of the show. Um, it was real busy, but I feel like that Southeast market could operate with a more regular festival yeah. than just for Good Beer Week. And there yeah. was it was a, at Bad Shepherd. They opened up the brewery floor to have... What do they have, about seven or eight stalls in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good fun. Um, and there we spent a bit of time at Mr. Banks and had that Venice Pills, which was delicious. Yeah, it was yummy. And uh, I recently picked up a can of that... Uh, so they're packaging it in cans, uh, and it's around the place. And I would recommend that if you are a hashtag Pilsner Dork like me and Luke, get involved. It yeah, is good, nice, good one. I like that. How's, what's your beer rec gonna be? Uh, I'm gonna say, speaking of glassware, I, I've kind of come around to a favourite glass. Okay. Um, the Willy Willy Beecher. Okay. What does that which mean? Which is a it's the name of the shape of the glass. Okay. Uh, I think it's made by Libby. They make kind of mid-price glassware. The Willie Beecher, it, it's fine. It's fine savour with a lot of beer dorks in the states. Okay, uh, I think like Hill Farmstead use them in their tap room, kind of a thing. And what sort of shape is it? It's kind of narrow, widens at the top a little bit. Um, you know it when you see it. Okay. Uh, they're not too expensive. They're not easy to find in Australia. I really want you to show me a picture so I can. Uh, yeah, because I really don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Ugh. And you and that's like. Do you mean for like a all-purpose? All-purpose. Yeah. Okay. Good. Except for um, probably not imperial stouts or anything. But okay. So those ones. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Um, nice and narrow. There's a Stella Artois branded one. It almost looks like a pilsner glass that comes back in at the top. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, really working for me. All right. Really good. working for me. Every every IPA, every pilsner, everything just. I think I prefer narrower glasses overall. Interesting. Yeah. Because I'm still on... I've got Christ knows how many glasses at home, but my go-to is still a stemless Crosno red wine glass. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm probably drinking more Pilsners and leaner IPAs, I find they get a little bit 
buried in yeah, okay. those glasses. Yeah, cool. So a narrower glass for me is, is really doing it. I like it. Could I like an evolving exploration of glassware. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's fun. It, it, it changes at the same rate as your palate does. So yeah, if you're yeah. not drinking out different glasses, you probably should be. Yeah. What about non-beer? Non-beer. Uh, I do come late to... I don't come late to any actual parties, but I am late to the party on a lot of TV shows. Are you an early party guy? Uh, He's not a party guy. <laughs> yes, yes to both. But I am habitually. I mean, I came late today, so yeah. it's going to like discount what I'm going to say about yeah. being punctual all the time. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know what it's what it is about me, but I'm so punctual to my girlfriend's chagrin. Uh, it's just in my nature. I don't know. I Why feel does like she not like your punctuality? She can't control hers so I think right. she resents mine okay okay. I feel like that's what it is um, wow I hope she doesn't listen Jesus no, she knows she knows yeah I can't believe how long it takes her to do things it's staggering tell me staggering oh, anyway, tell me um, your uh, your TV show so I'm late to the party on uh, I don't even know if it's Netflix's but I started watching The 100 are you familiar oh, yeah. with this show I'm aware of it. So, I will preface this. This is the reason why it's my recommendation, because people might have gone through the same experience as me. Uh, my girlfriend's rule is she'll give any show two episodes, and if that's if, if something grabs her in two episodes, she'll keep watching. Yeah, I'm less forgiving than that. This had the worst first episode of any show I've ever seen. It right. was horrific. It's got a Dawson's Creek guy in it. I don't know. Okay. I feel like there's not enough... There's too much time between the shows. Right. Is it a baby in Dawson's Creek? <laughs> uh, no. Or is he an old man now? Because I feel like the answer is no otherwise. But a lot of Dawson's Creek looking people in this show. Okay. Um, but... And the second episode did not help me. I think this is a different show that I'm okay. thinking of. But cool. carry on. Uh Yes, so the second episode was not as bad as the first, but still, it was bad, and I was not behind. I was I wanted to quit in the f- during the first episode, mm-hmm. and I decided to uh, be happy with uh, my girlfriend's plan of going two episodes. That's fair. Yeah, and then at the very end of the second episode, there was something that happened that was enough to keep it going. All right, and on a steady gradient it's morphed into a show that I'm, in, I'm into now cool and I couldn't figure out whether it's a good bad show or a bad good show and I've arrived at yep. the fact that it's a good bad show okay but I'm still in I'm still at, yeah. I'm at the end of the second season now and I'm still way in so yeah. uh, the 100 on Netflix currently I think there's five seasons of it but currently three there's three on Netflix so you gotta find the rest of them elsewhere but um, enough to wet you whistle. Worth watching though, yeah. What's your non rec? Um, non beer rec. So the the show that I was thinking of was Fringe. Okay. Which I, I think is similar. That's got a Vanderbeek? Dawson's Creek guy. No, no. Uh, Joshua Jackson. Oh, he looks old as shit. Yeah. Well, he probably is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's he's Thirty nine. Does he play a retired cop? That's too. No. He looks older than that in that. Yeah, photo. yeah. Dawson's Creek had years to a man. We all know it. Even watching it, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> So, mine is also something that I watch on Netflix. Sure. Sorry, listeners that don't have Netflix. Just get it. Yeah. Um, so, I watched Cloverfield ages ago. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, First me too. Seen it. Really enjoyed it. Everyone hated it because of this handheld cam yeah. angle. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I get it. But, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Do you get what this thing was? I, I loved Cloverfield, actually. Yeah. So, have you seen the... No, but I haven't heard it's pretty good though. Great. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I watched them both back to back last night. Because um, I think the second one wasn't on Netflix for a while, in, in Australia at least. And it must have just got added recently. Sure. So I thought last night I'm going to watch one of them and then I might watch the second. Completely different genre of movie. Okay. Different. So the second one is a more of a thriller. So like not a, required to have seen the first one. Okay, no. good. Um, psychological thriller is how I describe that. And the third is like a space sci-fi um, action-y kind of situation. 
Uh, again, yeah, you could watch them in any order, and I just I love them both. Oh, I thought that was so good. Fun. And I can see there's been some some people a little bit of criticism of the third one as it wasn't that good, but I loved it. Okay. Um, and doing both back to back was just so enjoyable. I like it. Really, really impressed. So I say, hammer through the Cloverfields if you haven't done that yet. Do it. Fine. All right. Quick prediction before we fi- uh, finish up here. Who wins the finals of the NBA? Golden State. Golden State? Yeah, of course. That J.R. Smith has just cost the whole series? Uh, I don't think he's cost the whole series. He's cost a better series. So you don't Although, think a win? You don't think a win away is important enough to? I I'm questioning LeBron, and I know that's a dangerous thing to do. Okay, yeah. Dude can't if he if he has to put up do you fifty. Mean, yeah, okay. Right. Every game for them to even get close. Then, but I said that at the start of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That, yeah. that's the thing. Questioning LeBron he was, was a dangerous phenomenal thing. during the Celtics series. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where do we find you, Luke? Before you ask, you me? can get me at Ale of a Time, Ale of a Time com. Uh, check out Hypo- Hypothetical Institute uh, at Hypothepod on Twitter, Hypothetical Institute.com. Uh, we've also got some good bear hunting articles coming up. Fun. One this week, which is all about Australian hops being used in America. Um, featuring some pretty big name breweries, so it was a fun one to do. Wrap your reading eyes around that, I guess. I don't know what Get that it, means, dial it up yeah. on your internet. Hey, okay. Get Dave. that modem screw squealing. Oh yeah, this. yeah. Uh, you can find me at Melb Dave on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, send me an email, Dave at aloftime.com. Subscribe to our Patreon for some. Fun stuff. It's probably too late for you to get uh, whatever you want out of the Brute IPA with Wolf of the Willows. But, hey, we've got so many ideas floating around that the next one's not far away. So if you want to get involved with some really fun um, Patreon-exclusive content, then you know what to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash ale of a time. Boom. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Luke.